כותב את דף מ"ה עם דף מ"ו, אנונימיטי, שכר הלוויה אין לו שיעור. The peric that we're dealing with at the moment, the ninth peric of Masech Tesoita, deals primarily with Egla Arufa. With the din of a dead body is found out in the country between two cities, nobody knows who the murderer is and the, and the process that we have given to us in Parashat Shoftim. Uh, that's, that's most of what this ninth peric deals with. And uh, what we learn from, from our Gemara today is the tremendous loss that a person experiences when they become anonymous. Now, sometimes people choose to become anonymous for whatever, for whatever reason or temporarily want to, be, want to be anonymous. But it's important to be sensitive to the loss we experience, both for ourselves, what happens when we become anonymous, and when other people become anonymous, and what we can do to help them manage that loss. And anonymity can happen in different ways. Anonymity can happen when we travel. You're, you're known in your city, you're known in your community, and you, you travel to a foreign place where nobody knows you, and, you're, and you feel anonymous. Uh, uh, I, I'll never forget, I was a, a young boy in yeshiva, and, and uh, my parents came to visit, was in England, and we went to see some event, and it was a massive auditorium. There must have been 5,000 people in the auditorium. And we're sitting there, and it's about to start, and my father says to me, this is the weirdest feeling. I'm sitting in an auditorium of 5,000 people, mostly Jewish people, and I don't know a single soul. And, and, and probably nobody knows me. It's just a very strange feeling for a, 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 an important role from a big community being in a situation where... And he, I noticed, even as a child, he wasn't saying that from a place of, it's so nice to be anonymous, nobody knows me. It wasn't quite that. There was something else. There was something disturbed about it. Uh, anyway, at that very moment, when I was pondering that, that emotion that he was expressing, the person next to me touched my arm and said, excuse me, is that Rabbi Lappin sitting next to you? <laughs> so so that, was the, that, that was the end of that. But that feeling of, an, of anonymity is something which takes us out of our context. And when we're with, out of our context, we're very vulnerable. So it can happen in traveling. As I said, it also happens when a person retires. A person has a job, an important position. He's, he's a macher. He's held in high esteem. Whatever he says, people say. He's got a squad of, of secretaries and, and assistants taking care of his every need. And there comes a time when he retires or he loses his job for whatever it is. And uh, I've spoken to, to many CEOs who've, who've retired without any financial worry in the world. And it's incredibly hard. And, and what's hard is the anonymity, is the loss of, of that support system. That all of a sudden you've got to book your own travel and, and send your own correspondence. And, and sometimes I don't even know how to do it. I don't know how to work the, uh, the photostat machine or... Uh, they, they just don't know. They've never had to do it. There's a sense of detachment from context. And when we detach from context, we lose not only the physical support, but we also lose a sense of aura. There's a certain aura a person has when they're in an environment where people know them, where people respect them. The respect that we give to one another not only shows them respect, it also nourishes their sense of, of aura, their charisma, uh, even their sense of majesty. And we learn all about this in our, uh, in our sugya today, starting with the, the posuk in, in the Torah, and all of the, the elders of that city who are close to the dead body, uh, 
they've got to wash their hands um, in in the river where the uh, where the, uh, close to where they where the body was found where they do the egla rufo, and they say sorry I needed to include the next piece as well yadenu lo rau our hands did not t- have a part in this murder. And our eyes were unaware of it. We are not in any way responsible for this for this murder, is what they have to say. So our Mishnah asks, and the Gemara deals with it, Just imagine a situation, you've got the Gedele Yisrael standing outside the town together, the, the Bezdin, the, the real leaders of, of Klal Yisrael, and they're saying, we didn't have a part in this murder. Did we suspect them? Did they feel suspected in any way that they did have a part in that murder? And then the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, We didn't see this individual and let him go without food for the way, and we didn't see him and not see him off, give him Levia, give him uh, accompaniment to, 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 on, on his way out. Then the other piece that we need is a piece from Shoftim. <coughs> the first parak of Shoftim, Yeshua has taken the people into Israel. Some of the land has been conquered, but not all of it. Uh, Yeshua dies and now starts the period of the Shoftim and the final conquest of Eretz Israel. The house of Yosef goes to Beit El and Hashem is with them. They circle, they spy out Beit El. And the place was previously known as Luz, or the place just outside it was known as Luz. There's discussion about what that means. It wasn't easy to figure out how to get into the city. And they noticed somebody come out of the city. Show us how to get into the city and we'll do kindness to you. He showed them how to get into the city. They smote the city. And they saved and sent this man off on his way. And he went off north into the land of the Chitim. And he called, built a city there, also called and called it Luz. And that's the name of that city until this day. So Algamora says... Tanya, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir used to say, "Kofim We force a person, we force people to do the mitzvah of escorting somebody who's on their way out. Somebody's traveling, you escort them. In the old days, if you remember, some of you might that when people used to travel, others used to go to see them off. So they used to be going by plane. You would go to the airport and send, and see them off. You would go to the railway station, see people off in the old days. Today, it's it's nothing. People take a, an Uber or a cab, they go to the airport all by themselves, and, uh, and, and that's what they do. But, but we're coping Levaya to see somebody off, to show somebody on their way, uh, whether they're in your house, to see them out of your house, back to their car. If, you, uh, if they're in your city, to see them out of the city and onto, onto the road. If they're traveling, to see them to the, to the station or to the airport. Sheschar HaLevaya en Lashir, because there is no limit to the reward one gets for Leviah. That's how important a mitzvah it is. And then the Gemara quotes this piece of Shoftim that we've just learned. And then it's, the Gemara says, This Canaanite person who did nothing, 
The Gemara says, how did he show them the way in? He just showed it with his head, a movement of his head or with his lips, he, or maybe with his finger he pointed. He didn't even engage into conversation with them. He just indicated how to get into the city. That's all he did. Nevertheless, garam hatsala lo ulazaro ad sof koladorot. He, as a result of that, deserved being saved, him and his family, forever and ever. That that place of Luz is a place, and the Gemara goes on to say it was never destroyed, all sorts of amazing things. Somebody who actually takes this, the trouble to walk somebody to the door, to walk somebody down to their car, to walk somebody out of the city, to accompany them to the, air, to the airport. What, what kind of schut do they get as a result of that? What kind of, of merit do they get? So the big question, of course, is what's this Kalvachov? How does the Gomorrah learn the mitzvah of Leviah from this Canaanite person outside the town of Luz who points in a, in, in a direction and, and shows them where to get in? What's that got to do with, with Leviah? So to understand that, Firstly, bear in mind in the Tfilah Saderich, when we travel, what do we say? Provide us with chen, that's aura, and chesed, make us attractive to people that they will want to do kindness with us, and that people want to be merciful to us. Don't make us anonymous, don't, don't leave us to our anonymity. Give us some sense of presence that people notice us and, and are attracted to us. Not just in your eyes, but in the eyes of all of our, those who see us. Because we're going on a journey and we realize we're going out of context. People don't realize who we are. When we come from our community, people realize we have status, we have context, we have a job, we have a position, we have friends, we have a community. People know who we are. And now we're going into this world of anonymity. That's why we say there's danger in anonymity. Not only is there uh, discomfort in anonymity. As we'll see, there's danger in anonymity. And the two perushim that we have to look at for this piece of Gomorrah are the Marshaw and the Maharal. The Marshaw is on the place, and the Marshaw explains that the big difficulty for a person who's traveling and leaves their place of familiarity is not knowing, not knowing their way. And it's important to understand that's not just, I don't know my way and I might get lost. It's walking without confidence. That's the difference of being in your place, in your context, and being out of context. When you go to foreign cities where there's a lot of pickpocketing and, and gangsterism, one of the things they tell you is, walk as if you know where you're going, even if you don't know where you're going, because that's how they pick their victims. Somebody's wandering around, doesn't seem to know where they're going. Always walk as if you know where you're going. And that feeling of, I don't know where I'm going, that's a feeling that affects one whole, one's whole state of being. It's not just a question of, I don't know where I'm going and I might get lost. So you've got ways, you'll figure it out. No, it's not just about, about ways, it's understanding. You know, ways can show you how to go, but it's, it's far better when somebody local tells you how to go. And they will say, yes, ways are sending you that way, but that's, don't go that way. Rather go this way, you're going to get stuck in traffic or whatever it is over there. That's not the way to go. Somebody local who understands the local context gives you direction, and it's not just physical direction, it's customs, to know how to behave, to know what to do, to know what to say. When one goes to a foreign place, you don't have any of that, you're out of context. So the idea of, of Levaya is giving a person direction, not just going with somebody, says the Ma'ashur, it's about giving somebody direction. When you see somebody lost, and whether they're lost 
physically or they're lost conceptually or they're lost emotionally, giving them direction, helping them know where to go, giving them a sense of, of, of direction becomes incredibly important. And that's what this Canaanite did. He showed them how to get into the city. So they weren't draying around looking, where's the entrance? How do you get in? Where do I go? That's a very uncomfortable feeling. No, he showed them exactly just with the pointing of a finger or a nod of a head. He showed them where to go. And that alleviated their sense of strangeness. Where am I? How do I get in? Where do I go? That's a, that feeling of discomfort was alleviated. But more than that, we need to understand a little deeper in the mashor, it also alleviates the sense of lack of confidence, that when we know where we're going and we're walking with direction and we're moving with direction, the aura that we project is, I'm somebody who knows where I'm going. It's not very difficult to look at a person, particularly when they're moving, when they're walking, and to see this is a person who knows where they're going or this is a person who's confused, doesn't know where they're going. And it's a very degrading feeling or sight to be somebody who doesn't know where they're going or to appear to be somebody who doesn't know where they're going. So that's the first idea of Levaya, of helping somebody know where they're going. It's not just accompanying them, but helping them know where they're going. But the Maharal in, in the Tivot Olam in Gemil Chassad in Perikei has a section on, on the, whole, the whole of that Nasiv talks about Gemilus Chasodim, but Perikei talks specifically about Levaya, about this mitzvah of, of seeing somebody. And he talks about that kasher adam yesh bo tselem elokim, az ne'emar uredu b'chol chayat ha'aretz v'akol yireim melefanav, af hamazikim einam moshlim bo. Says the Maharal, it's very important to see this. We don't always have a tselem elokim. Or our tselem elokim, our image of God, is not something to take for granted. It's not something we've always got. Or it's certainly not something that's always evident. And when we're alone, out of context, without our status, we lose tselem elokim. This loss of aura is a loss of tselem elokim. And when you don't have the image of God and you're not projecting an aura, says the Maharal, even animals notice it. Because as, as it says, when you've got tselem elokim, then it says, urdu b'chol then you can rule over the animals. Because the animals subjugate themselves to you. They feel the power of your being. But when you're confused and you don't know where you're going and you're out of context and nobody recognizes you and nobody knows who you are, at that moment you actually lose a, a measure of tselem elokim. You lose some of your human essence. You, you lose some of your divinity. You lose some of who you are as a, as a human being. And you become susceptible to damage because you don't have that sense of, of I know who I am. I know where I'm going. You don't know who you are. You're, in, you're a nobody. And for a somebody to feel like a nobody is a loss of tselem elokim. Tselem elokim means I'm not a nobody. I'm in the image of Hashem. Uh, I have a non-Jewish client who's, who's visiting with me now at the moment. One of the things he asked me is, how do Jews deal with anti-Semitism? And I say, we deal with anti-Semitism the same way as, as we deal with a dog barking at us. It, we are so confident in who we are that it makes no difference what somebody else says or thinks. It's irrelevant. But, but when you're not confident of who you are, and you're out on your own, and nobody recognizes who you are, that somebody becomes a nobody, there's a moment of danger of loss of Tzelem Elohim. And But when people accompany you, why are you accompanying this person? You don't have to do that. This person visited you, but he's on his way out. Why is this band of people walking this person to the airport? Why does this poor person walk into the airport? He's got a whole group of people with him, bidding him farewell. This, this executive is retiring. Why are they making a big farewell party for him? 
You, there's there's covered given to who this person is at the essence. Shein menichino to sheyetzei bilvado v'zeu shenotnin lo b'derech v'levaya b'derech v'lekach nishar hakavod b'derech hazeh, and he takes that honor with him on the road. You give him honor, then the, the sense of self is such that he can take that sense of self with him. Because when you leave a place or you leave somebody, well, there is danger. We we talk about certain civilizations where they receive you with hospitality, but when you leave, they'll stab you in their back. Now, we do that a lot as well in the West as well. We receive people with hospitality, and we say goodbye, and we close the door, we sit and we talk about them. Then comes the Lush and Horror time. And when you leave somebody, that's what crosses a person's mind. They treated me very well, but I wonder what they're saying about me now. That, and, and Levaya removes that. Levaya is, I'm seeing you off, I respect you, I honor you. I have dignity you. At that moment of vulnerability, when I'm losing my context, when I'm losing my support, we give you that support along the way so that you can take it with you. Uh, some of us watched pieces of the of the coronation this uh, this last week. Imagine if there was no levaya. Imagine if the king had nobody escorting him, no horses and no horsemen and no soldiers and no. He just he walked from Buckingham Palace. He took a walk, like Jimmy Carter on his inauguration day, got out of the car and he walked. Uh, to, to, to his inauguration, if you remember, and he lost an enormous amount of his dignity and prestige in doing that. He thought he was becoming like one of the people. Yes, you're becoming like one of the people, but you lose the, the glory, the majesty, the aura that comes with Levaya. And so giving people support, physically, being there for, we talk about being there for you. Being there for you means also physically. I'm with you, I see you on your way. I see you out of my office. I see you to the elevator. I come with you down the elevator. I see you to the main lobby and everybody sees that I'm seeing this person off. They realize you must be somebody important. I see you to your car. The more levaya we do, the more we're demonstrating to the person that he, he or she is a person of value. You're demonstrating that to the people who are watching and you're demonstrating that to the person themselves. And they're able to take that sense of value and of identity and to nourish their tselem elokim with that, to nourish their image of God with that, and with that nourishment to be able to go along their, their way with a sense of direction and directiveness that protects them from mazikim, from damaging forces. Mm-hmm.